Good evening, and welcome to A Closer Look. I'm your host, Laurie Hackett, and we are back tonight with another great opportunity to meet some community leaders who are committed to volunteerism and to nonprofit organizations. We learn so much through this program. We learn about the agencies, we learn about the people leading them, and how the community can get involved. We are again joined tonight by two outstanding guests. Both of them are highly engaged in our community. They do so much, and they are truly committed to serving the community. Let's jump right in. Our first guest tonight, we're so proud to welcome, is Vicki Dulay, and Vicki is Senior Vice President at BSI Corporate Benefits, and she's the Chair of the Board of ArtsQuest. Welcome, Vicki. So happy to be here, Lori. Thank you so much. Well, thanks. We're glad to see you. I've seen you a lot lately at a lot of community events. Absolutely. I always love seeing you out and about. Well, it's that time of year. I feel like we run into each other at lots of yes. things, which is great. So, Vicki, you have a very busy role. First of all, by day, as a senior executive with BSI Corporate Benefits, tell us a second about what you do, what that means. So, BSI Corporate Benefits, we're health insurance consultants for our clients, and we're advocates for our clients on a human and financial level. So, we help them with all of their health care needs, uh, health insurance, life, disability, service for their members. Uh, so, it is definitely keeps us busy all the time. Uh, we represent over 100 clients, both locally and across the the country. And I know a lot of those clients are nonprofits. They are. We yeah. represent over 30 nonprofits, and it's something we take great pride in. Uh, one of the things I love best about BSI is we're a for-profit with a nonprofit heart, uh, and we all, the entire team is just incredible to work with, and I learn from everyone I work with every day because of the commitment to the community that our leader, our CEO, Tony DeRay, instills in all of us every day, and he really encourages it to find our passion and give back to the community. So that all that being said, mm -hmm. the philosophy of the mm -hmm. company, the purpose of the company makes it very easy mm -hmm. for you then, all of you really, to step out and take leadership roles in the community, correct? It really does with that support. It mm -hmm. makes it easy because it's just part of what we do every day. So in addition to the day job, part of our day job is giving back to the community. So it's all kind of is woven together. Mm -hmm. I, I often find myself not separating it. It's kind of all part of what we do every day. I understand. Same thing with my yep. job. It's like, wait, am I here because I like it or because I, it's my job? Right. So, so take us right into mm -hmm. ArtsQuest, your chair of the board. Tell yes. us about that experience. So it's been absolutely incredible. I've been on the ArtsQuest board since 2015. Mm -hmm. uh, very passionate about the arts. And I moved into the chair role in January of 2020. And I don't need to really go much further than to say a couple months later, the pandemic hit. And uh, it was a challenging time to chair the board and have everything shut down. And, you know, ArtsQuest is very much events-based. So that was a very, uh, very scary time for all of us. But it's been so rewarding to work with ArtsQuest and their leadership team and the board uh, these past three years. Uh, and this is my third year as board chair. And I'll be at the end of this year, that'll finish my term as board chair. But it's been so rewarding because ArtsQuest is such a phenomenal organization to follow that mission, their mission to really expand the access to the arts. And I started by talking about the pandemic. That happened during the pandemic. It wasn't a situation where the leadership shut down and we shut down and said, sorry, you know, we're not going to we're not going to have that access to the arts. It was how do we do it virtually? And ArtsQuest led the charge with that. Uh, certainly now coming through it, uh, ArtsQuest is stronger than ever. And everything they do in the community is all about expanding access to the arts. So every event that you go to, uh, whether it's Music Fest, Chris Kindle Mart, Oktoberfest, it's all about making sure that there's 
urban uh, economic development and access to the arts, especially for underserved communities. Uh, and so that's so very important. And it's uh, why I'm so passionate about mm-hmm. leading the board. Well, you certainly are. <laughs> and you explained it so well, because I think a lot of our listeners mm-hmm. might think, oh, ArtsQuest does Music Fest. Mm-hmm. Do they work the rest of the year? <laughs> you know, do they, do they take the summer yeah. off or do they just come together? So you talked about the year-round mm-hmm. intentionality of mm-hmm. all of the programming. We're headed into the holidays mm-hmm. now, headed into December. What special things mm-hmm. does ArtsQuest have happening in December? Mm-hmm. And it's a great question. So this is a really exciting time and probably second to Music Fest, my favorite time with ArtsQuest. Uh, so Chris Kindlemart is the annual holiday market. It opens November 18th and it runs through December 18th. It draws people from around the country to come see the holiday market. It's voted number one in the country by USA Today. And actually, currently, it's number one on the uh, USA Today ranking for holiday markets. You can vote through December 5th for it. In December, it runs Thursdays through Sundays. One of the new things that's happening this year, it's going to be the inaugural ice rink. So where the Levitt Lawn is, we're usually used to seeing concerts in the summer. There is an actual full ice rink. Uh, three inches thick of ice. It's actually ice. It's, it's not actually, the fake styrofoam. Right, no, and it's it was they started building it in November seventh, and it is going to just be a phenomenal family event. They're going to have theme nights. They're going to have a superhero night. I think they're going to have a Taylor Swift night. Uh, there's an Elf night, and you're able to skate for seventy five minutes. So you sign up online. Uh, it's very affordable, under ten dollars uh, to be able to skate, and you don't need to go to New York City to Rockefeller Center to skate. We can do it right here right at the base of the steel stacks. Do they have skates available for people who come? It's a great question. You can rent skates as well. So I'm not an ice skater, so I won't be on the ice, but I will definitely be there watching. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's really exciting, and it's another example of how ArtsQuest is continuing to evolve and expand and really think about ways to bring families out and have more family fun type of entertainment. So super excited about that this year, that the ice rink is, is happening. And Vicki, ArtsQuest does so much for mm-hmm. so many, and your role as board mm-hmm. chair must be very exciting. What is it that brought you to be so involved, mm-hmm. and why specifically mm-hmm. with ArtsQuest? Yeah, it's a great question. So I'm a lifelong resident of the Lehigh Valley. Certainly, I've been attending Music Fest since I was a teenager, so always was you know a very aware of Music Fest and its presence uh, in the Valley. And I'm also very passionate about the arts. I'm passionate about music. And so when it came to the point for me to get involved in a board and really be looking for a board that I could have a leadership position in, it really was a no-brainer to join the ArtsQuest board. But what was most really impactful for me my first year, again, being a lifelong resident of the Valley, is how much I learned about what ArtsQuest actually does. Because like you said earlier, we all know Music Fest, but there's so much more. There's uh, the Banana Factory, soon to be a new cultural center. Uh, So there's visual arts classes. There's outreach to uh, schools on the south side. Uh, So there's there's a lot that's done for students, especially underserved student populations. And then there's the Steel Stacks campus, which, you know, has been here, I think, since 2011. And we all enjoy it so much. There's a movie theater. There's the Music Fest 
Rest Cafe. There's so much to do, so many events that happen there. And right in the history of Bethlehem, to be there where the old Bethlehem steel used to be, the steel stacks, you just see the magnitude of what the steel stacks campus has done. And it's an example of how ArtsQuest continues to evolve and expand. And with the new cultural center that will be built, that's just the next example uh, that we all get to be a part of. And we're going to say in a few years, we couldn't imagine the South Side without the new cultural center. So that's why it's just so was so easy for me to connect because I'm passionate about the arts and music. And then I've also just learned so much how impactful ArtsQuest is to our entire community. And it just continues to get better each year with how they expand and continue to have impact to more people and expand the arts for more people. You have such energy around this role. It's so great to see. For some of our listeners who maybe aren't yet involved in a board, what advice would you give to them? It's a great question. I mean, I think one of the most important things is find something you're passionate about. That's the number one thing. Uh, Because if you're passionate about it, it's just part of what you do. I don't even think of it as volunteering. I just absolutely enjoy every board meeting I'm involved in, every time I volunteer, whether it's at Music Fest or Chris Kindlemart. I'm passionate about having an impact. So find something that you're passionate about. Vicki, are there skills that you Mm -hmm. use at work as a leader at BSI that transfer to your work as a volunteer? That is a really great question, Lori. And I think that absolutely yes, um, because I've taken my leadership skills in my corporate job. And in chairing a board, I take those same skill sets and lessons that I've learned to lead the board uh, in a very collaborative way and work with ArtsQuest leadership team. And it's all about collaborating, listening, and making sure we're meeting, really driving the mission of ArtsQuest and making sure ArtsQuest is sustainable. And with that comes hard decisions along the way. And certainly the pandemic is one good example of what are the choices we need to make to make sure ArtsQuest, this nonprofit organization, is here long-term and sustainable. So if I didn't have my skill sets on the business side, I don't think I would have been able to lead the board the same way that I was able to with that. But having said that, what a tremendous team of people to work with and a phenomenal board leadership that I am privileged to be a part of. And that's, I feel like I'm a part of it every day. I don't feel like I'm leading it. I feel like I'm just lucky to be a part of it. And certainly the leadership of the ArtsQuest itself, mm-hmm. you know, a big shout out to Cassie Hilgert, president and CEO, Kurt yep. Moselle, and so many other. We've had Cassie on this show, so we know the great work that they're doing in community as well. Yeah, absolutely. Vicki, how can the community get involved? How mm-hmm. can people who are listening to the show and just are wondering, well, how can I step up? How can I support ArtsQuest? Or how can I get involved as a volunteer? Well, from a volunteer standpoint, so ArtsQuest is literally built on volunteers. Without volunteers, everything we enjoy from ArtsQuest, from Music Fest to Chris Kendallmart, wouldn't be. We need the volunteers. They are the lifeblood of the organization. So you can visit artsquest.org, search volunteer, and it will take you to the site where you can enter information to become a volunteer. Um, from a standpoint of how to support ArtsQuest, you can, at this time of year, visit Chris Kendallmart. If you haven't been there, please come out. It's just such a great place to shop and support local artisans. Uh, that's an important part of, of Chris Kendallmart. We're, we're supporting local. And so that's why it's a go-to for myself and 
my family every year while we're Christmas shopping. Um, if you support ArtsQuest financially and become a member at a silver level or higher, you get free admission. So there is admission to, to get into Chris Kindle Mart, but members at, uh, at the silver level and above get in for free. So that's kind of like a nice little benefit of supporting ArtsQuest year-round. And certainly come out and, and shop at Chris Kindle Mart. Support local. Go ice skating. Support the new ice rink that we're going to look at and just remember this inaugural year. Uh, but there's just so many ways to get involved right now. And then that's true year-round. If you've not been to the Steel Stacks campus during the warmer months, you know, come out and check it out. It's just, uh, we're just blessed to have it to be part of the Lehigh Valley. Yeah, oh, that's perfect. So much opportunity. Vicki, final question. I see what a lot of the Music Fest shows mm-hmm. and concerts. What's your all-time favorite band to see at ArtsQuest? So main stage or Whatever. anything. So my favorite concert that I've been to, it was in, oh, I think it was 2019, was Weezer. Oh. Uh, and the reason it was my favorite concert is uh, my oldest son, Ben, who now lives out in Pittsburgh, it was the one concert he went to with my husband and I and, and brought a friend, and we all enjoyed ourselves. I wasn't dragging him along, and it was just that transitional, kind of transformational moment of having my oldest son, like, be with his mom and like this is cool and you know it was a, it was just a great memory for me so that's my favorite that's my favorite concert memory at perfect. music fest perfect we'll take any time we can with our kids right no matter Absolutely. how old they are well again thank you so much we were joined tonight by vicky Dulay. vicky is senior vice president at bsi corporate benefits and chair of the board of arts quest vicky thanks so much for being with us oh thanks Lori. thanks for having me it was an absolute privilege and we'll be right back Connect to WDIY with our streaming app. Download for free from the Apple or Google Store and enjoy the great music, news, and programs that you love on the go. The easy-to-use app is where you can listen to WDIY live or your favorite music shows on demand with our two-week archive feature. Download and share the WDIY app with your friends and family and introduce them to many choices, real voices. Hi, this is Steve Inskeep with NPR News, inviting you to join me for Morning Edition on WDIY. Morning Edition takes listeners across this country and around the world with stories that inform and challenge and entertain alongside the day's weather, traffic, and local news headlines. Listen to Morning Edition weekdays beginning at 5 a.m. right here on WDIY 88.1, your trusted Lehigh Valley NPR member station since 1995. Welcome back to A Closer Look. I'm your host, Laurie Hackett, and for the second part of the show, we are excited to be joined by Mark Riddle, the Executive Director of New Bethany Ministries. Welcome, Mark. Hi, Laurie. Thanks so much for having me today. Sure. Well, we're excited to have you. You know, on this show, each month, we pause to talk with nonprofit leaders. You, as the Executive Director of New Bethany Ministries, you've had a tremendous experience in the Lehigh Valley. Everybody knows who you are. You do such good work. Let's jump right in. Tell us about New Bethany Ministries. Sure. So New Bethany, so that's a big compliment. So thank you so much. (laughs) It's deserved, Uh, (laughs) Mark. It's deserved. New Bethany Ministries is a community of hope and support. So we serve about 6,000 people every year. That's an unduplicated number through our food pantry and our soup kitchen. We actually have two soup kitchens now, one on the north side, one on the south side. And we serve anybody who comes in and we say that it starts with a meal. And then we start talking with the people who come in off the street and whatever people need, we help them with. So if it means 
toiletries, then it means toiletries. If it means a hot shower, then we'll give you a hot shower. Sometimes, and lately during the pandemic, it has meant housing assistance. And so we have served hundreds of people uh, since 2020 um, with past rental assistance. And we've been calling this homeless prevention because it helps people stay in their homes. So that actually prevented a lot of evictions. So we do housing, we do the food, and then we do the wraparound services in between. So you really come in on their basic, Maslow's basic needs, if you will. That's right. And for 37 years, is that correct? New Bethany Ministries That's right. That's right. Serving. And really longer, but we've been incorporated for that amount of time. Kind of a funny story. We started when the, so we started, we were founded by the Episcopal Diocese. So the Cathedral Church of the Nativity mm-hmm. in the late 70s received a phone call from a bank in California And they said, we have the deed to the property right next door to your church and practically gave the property to them. And this is the way they acquired the deed. There was a gambling spree by the previous owner. And this was in the 1970s in Las Vegas. And the bank ended up with the deed. And so they gave it back because they, of course, don't want this property. And that's how the church got the property. They founded the organization as a subsidiary of the church. And today we're our own independent 501c3. That is a great story. Yeah. Never, I never heard that story before. That's great. You are located physically on the south side. That's right. But who do you serve? So we serve anyone who comes here, but primarily there's two zip codes on the south side and also a little bit on the, the north side. So 18015 and 18018. Um, but truly anyone who walks in our doors, we will find a way to get them help. You know, we have a food pantry, but we know there's other food pantries in Bethlehem and in the Lehigh Valley. So if you're coming here from, say, Allentown, and we know there's a place closer that can serve you, we'll make sure that you know about that resource. So that means the New Bethany also works in a strong partnership with the other organizations in the Lehigh Valley. And that's a really important piece to remember. Absolutely. And we have heard that on this show each time people come together about the collaboration and the true spirit of nonprofit helping nonprofit. That's right all together to serve people in need in our community. Mark, you mentioned the pandemic, and I know during the pandemic you were a first responder. You you really held a leadership role in helping so many people. What are you seeing in your families? What issues are they still facing now that pandemic has sort of rescinded, but we're left with the debris? Right. So we are seeing truly the economic crisis that follows the health crisis. And we said this at the time, you know, you know, we heard the most from people in March of 2020, but we didn't see the problem in March of 2020. And if we didn't see the problem, it's because a lot of people were reaching out and helping out. And maybe that's gone down just a little bit. Rightfully so. We things are more expensive right now. Food is more expensive. And even middle class families are just trying to make ends meet on their own. So there's less charitable giving that they're able to do. The result of that is our lines are longer. Our soup kitchen lines are longer, our food pantry lines are longer. And we've seen that since in the food pantry since, because we actually do our tracking. So in the food pantry since February of this year, 2022, the soup kitchen started getting really long in about August of this year. So I don't know exactly what the factors are, but we know what we see. And so we are seeing longer lines and right leading up into the holidays, that's an issue. So that's something that we really do need to remember this holiday season. How can the community help? How can we help to solve that problem of food insecurity? So just running a food drive, as many people do, uh, don't cut back on that. That's something that is absolutely needed. We need the food. 
We ran a turkey drive right before Thanksgiving, and 900 turkeys were donated to New Bethany, and every single one of those turkeys were given out to families, with some still in need. So we know that the need is great, and when you donate to New Bethany, it all goes out the door. So I would say running a food drive, uh, we can take fresh vegetables, we can take fresh foods, so we have the refrigeration and freezing to be able to support that. So if you donate fresh foods, that's also something that's welcome, especially in the winter. So farms do donate to us over the summer, but there's less of that that happens in the winter. So if that's something you have access to, please bring it over to us. Great. Such a good reminder. You know, I, I feel like a lot of us, as the world seems to have recovered, you're reminding us, nope, we haven't, and there's still great need. That's right. Mark, tell us about Humans of New Bethany. I am so glad you asked that question. I'm very proud of Humans of New Bethany, and it's something that I experimented with. So I'm here four years. Something that I experimented with almost in my first couple of months, and we had a friend of yours and mine, uh, Marco Calderon, come in and take some pictures of some of our residents who lived with us. Um, And they told their story. So we interviewed them while taking the pictures, documented their story, and then we kind of like put it up on our website. And this is this is Humans of New York. So we're copying Humans of New York. And I checked the copyright, and they want other communities to copy them. So I know that it's okay to do. And what I really love is the name, Humans of New. And instead oh. of York, it's Bethany, right? So I, I just really like that. But in the meantime, it really took off in terms of being able to couple the story with the picture. And we've now been doing this for the entire four years that I've been here. So we have quite a collection of stories. And you start to see why someone has decided to come here. So we have the single father who lived in our transitional housing who was able to find his own place. And this is someone who tells the story of why he's not with his partner anymore and the struggle that he had being able to keep the kids, first of all, that is harder for men to retain custody of the children, which he was able to do with help of the county. And then with the help of our caseworkers, then was able to move out into stable housing, which is our goal, to get you from that transitional space into something permanent. And where can our listeners see the stories on the humans of New Bethany? Yep. So if you go to our Facebook page, you'll see it all. But we do also log them on our website. So that's New Bethany Ministries, kind of all one word, dot org. So Mark, you as the executive director of New Bethany, how did you come into this role? And how do you know that you're exactly where you're supposed to be? I love your questions, Laurie. (laughs) Great. I know that this is where I'm supposed to be right now. And I know it for a lot of reasons. I live in Bethlehem. I first came to Bethlehem a little over 20 years ago. I have been in and out of the city. So my partner grew up in Fountain Hill. And then she and I moved out to go to school in Chicago for a while, which also I grew up in Chicago. So we've bounced back and forth between Pennsylvania and Illinois. And the reason we're back here is because I love Bethlehem and I love the Lehigh Valley. And I kind of call myself a super fan of both. I love the resources that we have. I love the concerts that we have. I love the nonprofit community. So place is very important. And I just want to say, first of all, I know I'm in the right place because I'm here in Bethlehem and I'm here in the Lehigh Valley. That I really like. Homelessness is the correct issue for me, for Mark. And this has also been true throughout my entire life. So when I was in college, I was part of a program, um, not a program, but it was more of an extracurricular thing called, um, it was actually called the Peace Awareness Program. 
Um, but peace can mean a lot of things. And we took up the issue of homelessness. And I was going to school in a rural community in Kansas. And so we were focusing on homelessness in the city of Wichita at the time. And, you know, and that was in the early 90s. So I have been focused on the issue of homelessness throughout that entire time. From undergraduate, I did go to graduate school. I studied sociology. In my PhD program in sociology, I authored a course called The Sociology of Poverty. And I had people read about homelessness, homelessness in Chicago, homelessness in New York. And I would have people do what's called ethnographies. So I would send college students out into the community to observe what's happening on the street and then write about it for their classes. So this is something that I've cared about deeply for a very long time. And then I entered the nonprofit world. As you know, I, I spent 12 years with United Way, two different United Ways, loved doing the work for that. I was able to do what I know how to do in terms of research, putting research into practice. But the return to homelessness on the street in the way that I'm working with it right now at New Bethany truly is what I've been called to do. And I really do enjoy it. What a story. I didn't know all that. So thanks for thank you yeah. for sharing that. Yeah. Absolutely. Mark, was there a person in your life that helped you get to where you are? I immediately think my father, who did die uh, my senior year of college, which was in 1996, so some time ago. But he, I remember this, I didn't know what I was going to major in, and he gave me his Intro to Sociology textbook from his undergraduate, which is probably the only class he ever took. <laughs> but I loved it. And it was just like an intro textbook, but it hits on all those social issues, right? And I stayed with it through all of undergraduate and then master's throughout the PhD work. And so I do credit him with how to live a life in a caring way. And then I also do my partner, Sarah Andrew, I think I, I wouldn't be where I am without having that support also for the last 20 years. So. Wow. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you right. for that. Thank you. Mark, we didn't talk about something that's about to happen, which is Luminaria Night. Can you share a little bit with our listeners about that exciting program that's really become a signature project of New Bethany? Yes. Luminaria Night is, well, we use the word magical. It really is true. We get the entire community to, um, to. I noticed you keep wiping your eye, and I'm I, I think I am too. I was just <laughs> like a little bit. <laughs> um, and I think in thinking about Luminaria Night, same thing. And last year, especially, it was very, very magical. Like the fog came down, 4,000 homes light candles outside of their homes on the street. And we do contiguous streets, like all the way up and down the street all at once on the same night, and then people do walking tours and driving tours of the city to sort of just see the lights. And it really is a powerful thing. Our tagline is to be the light in your neighbor's darkest hour. And it, it is the theme that you don't know who needs help. And it might be your literal neighbor. And sometimes it's you. And it's a way of reminding ourselves that we all are here to support each other. And when is Luminaria Night? So Luminaria Night, we, we place it somewhere between, you know, Hanukkah, the festival lights, um, the solstice, and also Christmas. Um, and so we choose a neutral date. So it's December 10th this year. And where can our listeners get the supplies so that they can have lighted candles at their homes? So if you go to the New Bethany website, we do have a resource page for Luminaria Night. So newbethanyministries.org will have all of your information. We have a dedicated email address. It is luminaria at newbethanyministries.org. 
and there will be someone on the other end of that email address who will pay attention and answer your questions. You can buy your, your kits online. So if you go to that website or go to the email address, luminaria at newbethanyministries.org, we'll send you the link to where you can buy kits. You can also get them in person. You can come to our office and pick up kits. They're $10 for 10 candles. It's a very simple model, dollar a candle. And we also do the historic museums, the historic Bethlehem site on Main Street right next to Hotel Bethlehem. You can buy there. And this year you can buy at the Promenade. We have a site your site that you used with Air Products, uh, the old Plow and Hearth, or it might be right next to that across from the LL Bean down at the Promenade. So you can go down there and buy your kits there. So much opportunity and yes. easy for our residents to get involved. That's right. Mark, we're out of time, unfortunately. Just in closing, are there other ways that listeners can get involved as a volunteer with New Bethany? Absolutely. Just reach out to us and just say, I want to get involved. Even if you don't know how, we will find a way. So people volunteer, people donate, people do many, many different types of things. You could Facebook message us. You could write to any of the emails on our website. Again, newbethanyministries.org. Anything I didn't ask, Mark, that you'd want to say before we close? No, I think this is perfect, but thank you for your support for New Bethany. Absolutely. And I know it's not just me, but a lot of us in the community are you know, proud to stand with you. So again, uh, listeners, we've been joined by Mark Riddle, Executive Director of New Bethany Ministries. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for joining us tonight for A Closer Look. We were joined by Vicki Dulay, Chair of the Board of ArtsQuest, and Mark Riddle, Executive Director of New Bethany Ministries. We look forward to seeing you next time on A Closer Look. Good night. Thank you.